How does rehabilitating partial paralysis lead to becoming an internationally recognized teacher of teachers? That's what we're talking about on today's show. My guest, Shari Berkowitz, is one of those people who can take complex concepts and translate them into usable and impactful nuggets of information, which is probably why she is one of the most sought after teachers out there. We talk about knowledge, curiosity, and asking questions as a teacher on this episode of the Pilates Business Podcast. Well, hi there. I'm Sarah Glanfield. I'm a business and marketing strategist just for boutique fitness studio owners like you. If you're ready to be inspired and make a bigger impact, you're in the right place. All you need are a few key strategies, the right mindset, and some support along the way. Join me as I share the real-life insights that will help you grow a sustainable and profitable studio. This is the Pilates Business Podcast. Welcome back to the Pilates Business Podcast. I'm Saran. Thank you so much for joining me again today. Now, today we have a very special guest that I'm so excited agreed to come on the show and talk with us. This is someone who has made uh, a really significant impact in our field. Um, and I'm so excited to welcome Shari Berkowitz, the founder and creator of the Vertical Workshop to the podcast. Welcome, Shari. Thank you. It's so good to be here. And that was a great pronunciation of my name. <laughs> Yay, I got it right. I'm so happy. Um, now, if you don't know Shari, she is the founder and creator of the Vertical Workshop. But not only that, she is a teacher of teachers, a biomechanist, um, an ergonomic, ergon, ergonomic. <laughs> yeah, I try, make, I try to make it as hard as possible. <laughs> right. So ergonomist. I'm a and an ergonomist. Ergonomist. There we go. Uh, make it difficult. Oh, it's all good. Very, very qualified person <laughs> that I'm talking to today. What she's really good at, though, and I witnessed this firsthand when I got to sit in the back of a workshop last year that um, she hosted. Um, and I listened in and I could hear all of these amazing little nuggets of um, really what I would call perhaps taking things that can be very complex and that other people might make into more complex concepts and turning them into just very simple nuggets of information that can be used by you as teachers to help your clients move better. Um, and it was really fascinating because as I was sitting there and I was kind of listening in the back and I had my computer out and I was like working away on some things and I noticed my myself sitting a little taller and like lifting a little more lifted um, <laughs> just as I was just listening in. It's great. You know, it's really astute of you. I remember you sitting there and I remember um, and uh, and I was really glad that you were there as I had heard so much about you from um, from so many other people who were uh, and it was my first introduction to you. And then what you just picked up on me is one of is one of my favorite attributes um, as, as a teacher is to take the most complicated, complicated seeming uh, issues or subjects and wind them down to or break them apart into their simplest components. And that I really firmly believe that if we think something is complicated, we genuinely just don't understand it well enough. And so we complicate things and then sit in a spiral of, of misunderstanding or lack of knowledge. And so things that you really understand are not very complicated at all. 
So that's my job is to truly, truly understand what it is that we're working with so that I can be able to share simple, clear nuggets that then, oh, everybody, um, and that actually are the full story that are the full story. So they're not just little, little tidbits. They are the full story. And because it's something that I understand well, I could share it in a way that other people can understand. Well, that's really interesting that if you don't understand it well, it's, it should be simple once you understand it, right? That it's really an interesting Absolutely. perspective. So you are the founder of the Vertical Workshop, which was once a brick and mortar studio, but now is found all over the world because you would travel and deliver your trainings virtually, but also in workshops all over. But you got started way back when, and you had a rather unique introduction to Pilates. Would you mind sharing with us a little bit about how you got started? It's my pleasure. I actually, so I started off, I was a professional singer, dancer, and actress, and, um, and uh, you know, doing um, American musicals. And, um, oh, I had had a couple of boyfriends who had done Pilates. I had had a dance teacher who did Pilates. And I heard about this Pilates thing, but it really hadn't entered my life very much. And then I was doing, um, I was doing a production of the musical Grease. And, um, during um, during a performance, um, full audience there, um, instead of being guided across by, you know, Greece, Danny Zuko, the lead in Greece, and I was at the time playing Cha-Cha Di Gregorio, and we were winning the hand jive. And instead of guiding me in a little turn, he violently whipped me. And so my arm went with him and the rest of my body, so my head snapped to one side and the rest of my body snapped to that same side as my arm went with him. And I herniated multiple discs in my neck and was um, part and was paralyzed. Um, and I'll say partially paralyzed because I wasn't paralyzed from the chest down. Um, but my whole left hand, arm into my shoulder, I had absolutely no use of it, no feeling, no use of it, nothing. Um, and it was abs- It was kind of like what's the word? I can't even say. It was thoroughly um, devastating. Yeah, oh, completely devastating. So here I am, this elite dancer, and now I can't do anything. Um, and wow. so I have to be in physical therapy every day. I guess like every weekday and. Um, for 11 months or so, I really have to read my article on it and the books that have been written with stuff in it um, to remember. Um, but I think it was around 11 months of physical therapy. Um, I was finally given uh, 30 minutes of Pilates as part of my rehabilitation. So I've already gotten um, movement and feeling back in my arm and hand and shoulder and such. And I was stable enough in my neck to do a little Pilates. And in truth, I really should have backed it up and said the, my physical therapist kept saying throughout my journey, like, we can't wait till your neck is stable enough to give you Pilates. And I was like, what is this Pilates? But I remembered these boyfriends had taken Pilates and that teacher had taken Pilates. And then finally, 11 months later, I was ready for it. And, um, that, first 30 minute session really blew me away. Um, I had gone from the super elite dancer to like, like, I'm sorry, you want me to what rotate my pelvis? How it was just weird <laughs> stuff. It was strange, weird mo- motions. And finally to be able to use my body again, um, when I had gotten pretty scared of it, I was, I had been told by my primary, um, spine doctor that, Oh, if I sneeze too hard or I got hit on the head, I could be paralyzed from the chest down. And, um, and so now I'm at a place where I could do like weird movements. And this was mind blowing to me. Wow. Um, so my introduction into Pilates was to re-strengthen after I had already recovered as much as was necessary to get to Pilates from a really horrifying injury. 
Wow. What a journey. It's really interesting how you said that you were scared of your body. Oh yeah, I was. I was petrified because I, I mean, I was petrified from this one doctor who really said something that was, it was irresponsible of him. Um, may, or maybe it was highly responsible of him. I don't think he needed to right. so much, um, but that I, uh, like, how could I avoid if I was going to sneeze too hard or if, if whatever was going to happen, um, that you get really scared that like, what if this thing I trusted so much myself, my physical body, um, what if it completely, uh, if I was completely paralyzed, it was very scary. It's an insight, isn't it? I think sometimes into when you just mentioned that, you know, how, when, if you have had a healthy body your whole life or have lived written a relatively healthy body, how, um, you know, it really is incredibly jarring to have had a serious injury or issue. Absolutely. For me, I have to say, I started dancing when I was a really small girl and I had injuries from the time I was really little, but nothing so catastrophic. I had lots of tendonitis. I had had broken bones, broken ribs before this one. My my prior injury, like just a couple months earlier, was broken ribs from a, another dance partner who didn't catch me properly in this thing. And um, but um, so I had known pain, um, and and uh, but I'd never I'd never known anything like this. I mean, and I hope nobody, I hope anybody listening to this never knows anything like this. Right. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. 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 So. Now you're in a much um, safer business. <laughs> <laughs> I, you know, I actually went back to performing. Oh, you did? <laughs> yeah, I was a Pilates client um, and I went back to performing actually multiple, um, multiple productions of Greece again. Um, oh my gosh. <laughs> this, time, this time it's Frenchie, which is much more like me than Chacha Di Gregorio. So as Frenchie um, and, um, and then oh, and did a whole bunch of other stuff. But I start to develop a passion for Pilates um, that was overriding my passion for performing. I had been performing since I was a little girl. And then that paralysis really stopped everything and made me reassess what do, who am I? What do I want to do in my life? And um, I started to want to help people in the way that I got helped, um, that I started to feel so empowered by what I was doing in Pilates, physically empowered. And like I said, I was this elite dancer and now I was strong, getting stronger than I ever was in my dance days. I'm like, this stuff is amazing. And not only physically empowered, but emotionally empowered. So like I was saying that I wasn't trusting my body, but then I was really trusting my body because I had this, uh, this really concrete base of support as opposed to the semi like mystical dance support of like, I don't know why I'm great at what I'm doing. There was this really, there was, there were really fundamental steps to getting stronger and stronger. And I thought, wow, maybe I could be, maybe I could be this helpful to other people. And that's a real big change from the, um, the performance world, which we're helping people by entertainment but to something else where I was like, wow, I want to be like hands on helping people in a different way. And, um, and so uh, it was a big change in my life, but yeah. then I, then I got into Pilates. And you got into Pilates. And so you went, moved out to the West coast. Is that right? Yeah. And then you opened your own studio. Yeah. So um, in the very small town that almost nobody's ever heard of, of Beverly Hills. That's right. Town. And um, it's just a really great place to have a business. Um, and uh, and so I had um, the vertical workshop was in Beverly Hills. I um, I searched all over um, all over Los Angeles, really kind of the 
uh, I'd say the West side and then through Beverly Hills and, and some of like Hollywood area. And it was really where were all my clients that I already had as I was renting space at multiple studios, put them on a map, which was the most central place for them to still be able to get to. And, um, oh, and it turned out to be the little small town, Beverly Hills. And it was a great, great place to have a business. It really, really was easy for everybody to get to. And so since then, tell us a little bit about how your journey in the industry has evolved. Ah, yeah. Uh, that's such a good question. Um, so um, I started off as a wee small. <laughs> I, uh, I, uh, I. So I um, I did my training out in New York um, with Ramana Krasnowska. And then um, and then I had already had been spending a little time in Los Angeles prior to that. And I moved back to Los Angeles and um, I started working at other people's studios and um, renting space at other people's studios and building up my own. So at first working at their studios with their clients, then renting space for my own clients that I was getting from just being around and sharing what it is that I do. And um, and then at some point I was building up enough of my own rental clients, my own clients that I was like, wow, it's time to open up a studio. Um, I'm paying this person's actual full rent at their like what they have to pay. It's time for me to pay my own rent. And um, so that's when I had the vertical workshop brick and mortar. And I started getting involved in teacher training also for um, for power Pilates. And so I was a teacher trainer for power Pilates. And then I was, as I was in this position where I'm delivering, I'm creating and delivering not um, workshops, not just seminars for teacher training, but workshops and really creating my own stuff that started to bring out a different side in me and a different way of thinking of what is it that I, what is it that I really understand and what is my voice in Pilates? So that's one thing. My voice in Pilates started to develop because I was creating so much continuing education workshops. Um, this is before that particular company, Power Pilates, started to really um, have very specific workshops that you had to teach, which I, I, they might still do. Um, I was creating new workshops. But the other thing was I started to develop myself in Pilates. People had questions. I had questions. And at first it was me having questions and nobody seemed to be able to answer my questions. Um, and Ramana seemed res was resentful. I shouldn't say seemed, she was resentful with um, when questions were asked. Um, I tried to ask other people questions. Nobody had the answers for my questions. And so I'm like, well, I'm going to have to find out the answers to these questions. So they were usually about how the body works. And so I started to study anatomy, which I knew nothing about when I first started. I really was like, I don't know, that knee bone, it's a kneecap. I don't know <laughs> nothing. I didn't know the Latin terms and I didn't know all the muscles and what they did. And so when people go like, oh, Shari, you know so much about anatomy, I'll be like, was it always that way? I mean, I really had to learn. And, um, and then functional anatomy and then biomechanics. And I started working with doctors and, um, and uh, different uh, technicians to learn about what, I, what you see in x-rays and MRIs and how to read reports and read the pictures and to be able to then learn to answer the questions that I had, which then became answering others' questions. So that is a big part of my development in Pilates was how do I answer my own questions and then how do I help other people answer theirs? Right. And, uh, 
that was a huge part of my development, which ultimately got me to becoming a biomechanist and an ergonomist. But I ultimately wanted to have full degrees in it um, to enhance the research I was doing because I started going into research and um, and uh, and have the credentials to have even do even deeper research. Wow, so fascinating, right? I'm sure once you started to dive into that and how that sort of fits with Pilates, it must have been so so interesting. It was so interesting, and it still is because there's so many questions that I don't know the answers to. So either I'm going to come up with a question, or somebody else is. Every Friday, I have this thing called Ask Sherry, where people can ask questions, and I'll give you answers. And if I don't know the answer, I mean, I'll happily go look it up and find out because I want to know things. And um, it's interesting to know things and then see how we can apply them to what it is that we do or how we think about something that we're doing. Yeah. And I really encourage that in the Pilates world of let's ask questions. There's a lot of um, there's a lot of antagonism against questions. And um, I think it goes back to the whole thing about when you really know something, it's very simple. Right. And um, you can break things down to their simple components and understand it. And um, there's a people ask questions in the Pilates world and get shot down a lot because I think the um, the teachers or instructors um, and I make a big difference between the two things of instructors or teachers. Instructors are just giving exercises and they're pretty mindless about it. They don't really understand what they're doing, whereas teachers really understand or are seeking to understand what it is that they're doing and giving and why. And um, so most of these instructors um, don't know the answers to questions and are scared by questions as opposed to excited by questions and comfortable with saying, God, you know what? I don't know the answer to that question. Let's find out. Let's, who can we talk to, to get that answer and to grow and develop rather than to hide in, um, in kind of an angry ignorance. Um, Do you, do you think that it, there is a culture of asking questions? enough is that you know is is there is there a lack of that perhaps you know I do that's I do I think there's a lack of that um I think it's easy to teach people to blindly accept and we as humans are comfortable with blind acceptance until we're challenged to critically think until we're told and taught by people we care about that it's not only acceptable, but it's important. And it's the only way is critical thinking Mm -hmm. and um, critical and creative thinking that blind acceptance is unacceptable. And even, even I encourage my, my students, um, let alone my colleagues to like question me. Don't just be like, Ooh, Shari, you've done all this study. You know, everything I do not. And, um, you know what new stuff comes up all the time. time. And so let's keep questioning all the time. I re-research my stuff all the time to make sure I'm on top of it. I tell my, the studio owners inside of my coaching program, there's no wrong question to ask. It doesn't matter how long you've been in business or how short you've been in business. There, it, I'm there. I'm not here to judge you on what question you're asking. I'm here to just answer all the questions you have about this. Agreed, right? All questions are welcome. In fact, find your questions. If right. you don't have a question, I'm, I'm, uh, I question that. 
Right. <laughs> <laughs> question. I think that you might be holding back unconsciously or maybe consciously because you're, you've had a history of being shot down. You've had a history of being right. um, picked on for your questions or hurt because of mm-hmm. it, your questions. And, um, and I'd love to change that culture and part of, and you clearly were part of changing that culture. Yeah, it's important. So tell us a little bit about what your, your, your business looks like today, what you're working on and what you're focused on. Um, my business today is really different than what it used to be. Uh, so, and that's appropriate. I mean, I think I look at, um, Ooh, I'm about to align myself with a great artist and I don't really mean to put myself shoulder to shoulder with Picasso, but I'm about to say this. Um, I'm, I'm not a huge Picasso fan, but when I've looked at like a retrospective of Picasso, what he started off doing in his artwork is really different than what he ended up doing. And it's even really different than what he was famous for. So, all right, I'm not shoulder to shoulder with the great Picasso by any means, um, just a little person learning, but, um, but <laughs> different than when I started. Um, right. Right now, the vertical workshop is not a brick and mortar studio like it was in the in Beverly Hills. Um, I live in I live in New York, just north of New York City, north of Manhattan, and um, and I work out of my home studio, um, which is a small little. It's actually it's plenty big enough for me. It was never intended for other people to come over to, but people do come over. Um, And so I teach some people here in my home studio and I teach a lot online, um, which I'd like to explain in just a moment. And then um, I also, and that's just sessions. And then I teach, um, I teach sessions online and group classes online. And then I also travel um, to a different studio or conference um, once a month, sometimes twice a month. Um, I also have a teacher training program. I have a continuing education comprehensive program, um, a blog and on-demand work, uh, on-demand platform. Um, and so I have many different, we like in research, we would say arms. I have many different things that go on. Um, as opposed to, I used to have a studio and I would go off and do teach trainings elsewhere. Um, and then I was, when I moved back to New York, I was renting at somebody's studio primarily. And then it was really about 11 years, maybe 11 and a half years ago, I started doing online work. Um, so everybody got into, or most people got into online work at, um, at the beginning of the pandemic, but I actually started eight plus years prior to that um, because I had teachers all over the world. I was teaching uh, at conferences and then workshops all over the country and the world. And People would say, oh, we wish we could take sessions with you. And I was like, well, there is this thing called Skype. Right, Skype. So I was like, <laughs> why don't we, I, cre- I made sure that I really created a method of teaching online that could be really effective. And I built up a really marvelous international business um, teaching online sessions and then group classes and then webinars. And then, um, then the pandemic came along and I introduced to um, how like everything that I had learned over those eight plus years to as many people who were willing to listen so they wouldn't have to close their doors actually the very next next day from when we did that. Um, and, um, and so I have this very varied experience uh, in my teaching life or in the vertical workshop now. Yeah. If Amazing. Long lots, way of your question. <laughs> yeah. Lots of different things going on. Yeah. Yeah. Lots. I am. I have a lot of interests. My primary focus is um, 
to be able to, hmm, how do I say this? Is to be able to give the education primarily to teachers, and I should mention that in a moment more, um, primarily to teachers to be able to give the education and information that teachers are looking for um, in a way that's easily accessible for them. Um, so some of that is by being in person, some of that's being online, some of that's recording. Um, I do pay what you can pricing online so that it's easy for people of different economies within this country and all different countries to be able to get the education that they're looking for. Um, and then I travel a lot to be able to give the education that people are looking for. Um, it's really, my quest is if you want to learn, I have, I want to share. Right. Um, yeah. Right. So that's what my guiding, my guiding light is. Yeah. And so if people want to learn from you today, what is, and they're a teacher looking for more, where would, where should they come to find you? What, what they should, what should they look at? Oh, probably. I mean, the easiest way to find like everything that it is that I'm happy to share um, is my website is the verticalworkshop.com. So yeah, the verticalworkshop.com is everything. There's a workout section. So you can learn all about my workouts in person, online, live streaming on demand. There's a continuing ed section. You can learn about live streaming, in-person recording. There's a continue, um, there's a teacher training section that you can learn about all comprehensive and bridge there. So um, that's the best place. And then if any of that's confusing, you just reach out to me personally. And um, I answer all my emails. Um, I'm sometimes slow at it, but um, but I'm or messages on social media. I'm so happy to just share information. Wonderful. And is there a particular project you want to share a little bit more about now? Do, do. Okay. Um, so I started this online teaching like 11 plus years ago and five plus years ago or so I was like, wow, I should have, I should have a library of my recorded group classes like everybody has now. Mm -hmm. um, and this project actually has taken me like five years. I finally launched uh, my on-demand workouts platform. It's really great. Um, <laughs> Amazing. Uh, it, you know what? I, 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 I could have I done it easily if I like plopped it into, um, into all of these uh, on-demand libraries that are popping up all the way over the place that you want, that you could like be in easily, but I wanted it to be a proprietary thing. So mm -hmm. on my, on the verticalworkshop.com under workouts, you could go to my um, on-demand workouts platform and, uh, and I love it. I love it. I'm very excited by it. That's um, wonderful. And work out anywhere, anytime, any place, right? Yeah. And, and with it, the thing in the vertical workshop, I'm really committed to uh, my students learning, whether you're teachers or you're non-teachers learning. And what that means is I really have a, I have a path for people to follow that each month um, of a workout, like say reformer in April, 2020 um, has a particular theme. And that theme, it's maybe four workouts in that month. And that theme is developed from a foundational place and then building up throughout the month. And so then the next month is going to be, um, that month was maybe the theme was midline. And then the next month is going to be shoulder girdle. And so I really driven to help people learn something that they can apply to them themselves and grow with throughout the month, let alone if their teachers actually teach to their clients too. And so I can, I can affect more people with the more teachers I teach. So, yeah. That's really cool. I love that you have that sort of progression for the content. 
I love it too because I really believe in that Pilates is not just a bunch of exercises. Yeah. Um, but there's really internal work that we can do, and that um, that just having random here and there is less effective than a real progression on one theme. Wonderful. Well, I'm excited to go check that out myself. Let's <laughs> get stuff on there of all levels. Wonderful. Well, thank you. Thank you so much for joining us and sharing all about your incredible journey in the Pilates world and what you're working on. I really appreciate it. Oh, thank you for having me. I appreciate you having me on and letting me share with your audience. I really, I'm grateful for it. Thanks. You're so welcome. So I'm going to add all the links to all the places that was mentioned on this episode in the show notes. So you can go and grab them there, or you can go to theverticalworkshop.com. I hope this was helpful to you as you go about building your boutique fitness studio business. If you really loved what you heard today, please go and rate and review this podcast. It would mean so much to me, but it would also help to get this podcast out into the world in front of more studio owners and teachers just like you so that they too can feel inspired and encouraged on their journey in our industry. Did you love this episode and want more? Head to spring3.com and check out my free resources that will help you run a profitable and fulfilling studio business. And before you go, one last reminder, there is no one way to do what you do, only your way. So whatever it is that you want to do, create or offer, you've got this. Thanks again for joining me today and have a wonderful rest of your day. Music